nuclear. Now is it crick or creek? Coyote or coyote? Sometimes I say library. Welcome to You're Saying It Wrong. I'm Fletcher Powell, and each episode we turn to the people who literally wrote the book on this, sister and brother team Kathy and Ross Petrus, and we'll dive into what we get wrong and sometimes what we get right when we try to speak this weird English language. Well, hey, Kathy. Hey, Ross. We are continuing on, as we have been, with more listener questions from way back a couple episodes ago now from our 100th episode. We, of course, asked people to send in their questions to, to record themselves asking those questions. And we are going to start off with another one. Hi, Kathy, Fletcher, and Ross. This is Jenny, and I'm phoning in from Almeria in Spain, so quite close to you, Kathy. I was just wondering about why the U.S. and the U.K. have different spellings, um, especially in the endings of words like realize, where it's the I-S-E in the U.K. and I-Z-E in the U.S. Um, also, why words like color and flavor have a extra U in the UK version. I wondered if there was a particular reason for these differences in spellings, if there was a moment in history when these things changed, or if it was just local evolutions due to time. So um, thank you very much. I love your show. My mom in Raleigh, North Carolina, um, is the person who turned me on to it, and we often talk about the things on your show. So shout out to Judy. Thank you very much. Bye. Hi, Judy. <laughs> Hi, Judy. <laughs> Well, that's a good question. <laughs> Let's start with that. It's it's the old thing. I just wanted to say it's the old uh, famous George Bernard Shaw quote. When did he say? How did he put it? It was something about. I would, two, but Kathy, uh, two uh, two uh, U.S. and Great Britain are two countries separated by a common tongue. Can I throw something in on that? As we were, uh -oh. I thought that very <laughs> thought, uh -huh. and I looked on Quote Investigator, and there's apparently we're not really sure George Bernard Shaw said that. Which bothers me. Kathy and I have done a number of quote books, and we were horrified to find so many of our favorite quotes are either apocryphal or have been like really kind of mangled or made better or whatever. And this seems to be a similar one. There's some people are tracing it back to, um, uh, oddly enough, Oscar Wilde. That's so not Oscar Wilde. No, I I'm hold sorry. up, hold up. Uh oh. <laughs> he said, uh, "We really have everything in common with America nowadays." Except, of course, language. Right. But we could go I on and on that. that. But, but the George Bernard Shaw stuff, a lot of it seems to come late in, in uh, attributions from like quote interviews or whatever. So we don't really know. But whatever. Okay, let's go back now to uh, Jenny's question, which we're losing in this morass of quotables. Um, it's a good question, and a lot of people have wondered. Ross and I grew up um, overseas when we were little kids, so we spelled a lot of things the British way. We came back to the States, and we were kind of thrown, and now Ross is back in Canada, and he's spelling it the British way again, so he's gone back and forth and back and forth. I've stayed with the American way, mm -hmm. but why do we do it? The problem is there's not one answer why we do it. Uh, basically, we have to start with, in the 18th century, in the 1700s, English spelling was extremely inconsistent. Everyone was spelling everything any different way. Basically, English became began to get standardized with uh, Samuel Johnson's famous a Dictionary of the English Language printed in 1755. That was base. even though there were dictionaries before that, that was sort of the, the, the baseline of the this is the way we're going to write 
we're going to spell words. Yeah, because it's like before then we have all the, like Shakespeare. You look at a Shakespeare play and things are spelled in, within the same play in five different ways. Mm-hmm. And Shakespeare himself spelled his name differently. So, yeah, in, inconsistent is putting it very, very mildly. It was extremely so. And in that, basically, uh, Samuel Johnson codified a certain way of spellings. We're going to go through the various spellings that he, in a sense, codified. The basic idea was Johnson thought that if the word came from even if it was a Latinate word, if it came into English via the French, we should spell it sort of, we should lean that spelling towards the French. And if it came from the Latin, we should lean it towards the Latin. Meanwhile, Kathy can go to the American dictionary. We have Webster, as in Webster's Dictionary, um, which was in 1828. Um, Noah Webster wanted to make things simplified. He was a uh, more on the like we should we should spell Americans should spell not the way the Brits spell Americans should spell in a good American way which is to say a simpler way he was all about simplification so he with the s Jenny had asked about why like realize se versus realize z it sounds like a z he put in a z Noah was very big on simplified spelling and a lot of it stuck he did his original dictionary in 1828 and it was an American dictionary of the English language. Again, stress on the American to differentiate. Um, but a lot of the stuff he wanted to do, he really went for simplification. A lot of it did not catch on. I mean, he wanted to spell, what was it? Tongue, I think, T-U-N-G. Tongue is in the tongue in your mouth. Um, he wanted to play soup, S-O-O-P. So a lot of it didn't quite work. But most of our spellings came from Noah Webster. But actually, I'm going to have to add something, Kathy. The, the Z or Z ending that uh, Webster liked was also closer to the original. Those words basically came from, most of those Z words came from the Greek. Mm. And the Greeks had a Z sound. Like baptize would be, in Greek, would be baptizo with a Z or a Z. And um, or baptizane to baptize, and Webster thought it sounded like it, like it should, and it also was correct etymologically because it came directly from from Greek or came by. Well, that's that's Greek. a good point. Yeah, because it's not like he invented some of these spellings; they were no. already existing. The the options yes. existed, but but he was opting for the simplified spelling versus the the sort of fancier British spelling. Right. Well, I consider it fancier. And also, we should and actually, he had that dictionary in in the eighteen hundreds. But um, mm. he also in it was a little bit earlier too. In seventeen eighty six, he had the blue backed speller, mm-hmm. which actually um, even that early codified some of the uh, English uh, American spelling th- sort of things. And as Kathy said, he really was trying to like go whole hog, and that never really took off. But also, apparently, there's some linkage to Noah Webster with spelling bees as well. He began really that sort of, everyone loved spelling after Noah Webster. Oh, really? I didn't know that he started, he started Noah Webster. Apparently he began the, he began the, uh, the, the shtick with it. It wasn't, he didn't invent it, but I think that his, his spelling, because they became very big in the United States. Well, so, okay. I'm just looking at an article right now. They said, yeah, with the blue black speller as early as 1808, there was spelling competitions. Yeah. So was this a way to sell dictionaries? I'm wondering, actually, it sounds like a nice marketing ploy, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. I think I actually dis- I think he was more of a nut and he just oh, loves yeah. spelling. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that's the more pure answer. <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll go with that one. 
So, okay, we've anyway, we've gone from the ISE to the IZ or ZE. So, Fletcher, let's just, we're, we have a couple of little questions for you. The first one's a giveaway. How do you spell realize in British English and American English? Well, as we've talked about, I guess, uh, realize, R-E-A-L-I-S-E or R-E-A-L-I-Z-E. Right, exactly. Because it came, the the... According to um, Samuel Johnson, realize came into English from French realise with an S, mm-hmm. which came actually backwards um, to Z. So anyway, now we have one. How would you spell compromise in British and American English? Oh, interesting, because that's an S in both languages. <gasps> right. You figured that out. Very good, Fletcher. Yay. <laughs> Yes. Right. That's interesting because I hadn't really thought about that. Well, here we go back to, again, like the glory of of that is English because there are certain words that don't have the sort of quasi rule where it's ISE in in, in British English and IZE in American English. There's a small set of verbs that do not come from the Greek. This is a key that are spelled SE, advertise, devise. Surprise. What else is there, Ross? There's a bunch. I'm just doing the ones off the top of my head. Exercise. Improvise. Chastise. <laughs> Promise. Can't we say promise? Promise, yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. I, that bothered me. <laughs> I will say, I will say, let's see, televise and uh shoot, you said another one too. I I oh advertise. I do honestly on both of those, I do sometimes have to stop and make sure that I'm that I'm supposed to use an S. I like I don't have to look it up, but I I have to stop and think, wait, it's an S or a Z? Okay, right, an S. Those two words specifically. Yeah, I'm actually curious. I'm gonna look up advertise with a Z right now. I'm curious, because I agree with you on advertise in particular. Well, I see someone here, vocabulary.com has advertise with a Z, which is not I mean it's not correct, but they do have it. But I'm seeing a, a number of cases where Fletcher, you know, you are people are using it with a Z. It shouldn't be, but it, it's there. I'll That's just check because I was curious. I see that with exercise a fair amount. I've seen yeah. people spelling it with exercise, a Z. Exercise, yeah, I can definitely see that one too with a Z. Mm-hmm. How do you spell jazzercise? Does that have an? Oh ooh, no! <laughs> That's like, I'm wondering. Is it? I'm wondering if if jazzercise S, is messing with my exercise, and so. No, they spell it with an S. With an S, but S. but but yeah. there are the two Z's right there, of course, in jazzercise, yeah. right? Speaking of jazz, uh, we'll get off track. Uh, apparently, jazz is the hardest word uh, in Hangman. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I read that somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> now, I want, now I want to try it. I haven't played Hangman in the Dorothy. <laughs> right. I'm curious. I, I am too now. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Poor Jenny. We're never going to answer a question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, here's the other one now, Fletcher. Let's analyze the word Ooh. analyze in oh. British and American English. Oh, God. Okay. I, I think analyze has a Z in... American English and an S in British English, I think. Yes, very good. And it's a little weird because we have like analysis, an analyst, but then we have analyze and it turns to a Z. I mean, obviously it's not analysis, but that's a, hmm, that's a, that one's a little bit hard for me too, I guess, now that, now that we have brought that up. Well, analyze is sort of a trick uh, word to spell. It comes from, um, Medieval Latin analysis, and then via the French analyse, 
And Fowler says, if we really want to be technical, Fowler's the great grammarian, writer, etc. I love It really this. should be analyst size. Oh, wow. And instead of analyst, it should be analysist or analysisist. Yeah. I can't even pronounce Analys- it. <laughs> analysis, analysist, analysis? Analysisist. 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 <laughs> Analysisist. Analysisist. The say. analysisist will now analysize. Analysize. Okay. I, I'm, I, I am in favor of simplification on this one. Exactly. But I like actually the, um, the, the Z because it just sounds better to me. I mean, the, you know, the Z, it's a Z sound, so why not use the Z? Mm-hmm. Oh, incidentally, in the 1700s was also spelled A-N-L-A-I-Z-E, too. I-Z-E, yeah, okay. I'm just looking at a list right now of other Y-S-E versus Y-Z-E, Y-S-E being the British English, Y-Z-E American. And I have to say, perhaps it's because I'm American. If I were a Brit, maybe I would think differently, but I'm looking, it's catalyze, electrolyze, or is that electrolyze? Paralyze, breathalyze, dialyze, hydrolyze, and psychoanalyze. And the S throws me yeah. uh, visually because yeah. I, I see lists. Or instead of Liz, mm-hmm. lies. I don't mm-hmm. even get a long lie with it for that, for some reason. Ross, being in Canada, do you have to use the S all the time? No, Canada is really weird with that. Canada is a mixture of both spellings and usages. Mm-hmm. Canada will do the O-U-R, etc., but it does tend to do the American I-Z-E. Although they would say in Canada, we would say I-Z-E, but it, it's really, a, it's a real mixture. And and same with, I think, Australia. I think Australia tends to be more British, but, you know, Canada being right next to the States, some of the uh, States spellings sort of trickle over. Sure. So we would use Z more more often than not. Oh, one thing, though, I want to interject that I found interesting is people tend to think it's always I-S-E or Y-S-E in in the U.K., and and it's always I-Z-E and Y-Z-E in America. It is. The the Zs do indeed are, are... are across the board in the U.S., but both um, in in Britain there are a lot of people using the I-Z-E as well as the I-S-E. They're they're kind of like there's a blurring now. It's I not wondered. As, yeah. Well, actually, actually, the Oxford English Dictionary uh, sternly prefers I-Z-E, mm-hmm. as does as does as did the old Oxford uh, University Press. They feel that is more co- is 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 correct, and the I-S-E is more of a variant. Although mm-hmm. ISE is still far more popular in uh, England than is IZE. So there are, I mean, it's interesting because there, there is a, that sort of mixture. Just gonna, I'm going to throw out one question to you guys now. Okay, mm-hmm. we have a burglar comes to uh, our house. As long as it's not a dog or a cat <laughs> yeah, or yeah. something. <laughs> leave the animals out of it, for God's sake. Okay, Go no, well, actually, okay. okay, so I was going to say he steals your cat, but he won't. Okay. <laughs> no. a, burglar, a burglar comes to your house, and when you, you come back from vacation, and you notice there's been a burglar. I've, my laptop police, is missing. And you say, and no cat is missing. Some a really good laptop. book is missing. It's a very no, laptop. burglar. Laptop. Now, what would you? How would you say to the police in a in a? I've been what burgled. Okay, Kathy. Burglarized, I would say. I would say yes. robbed. <laughs> Burglarized, I'd say. Okay, and and Fletcher, you'd say burgle. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Fletcher, you use the English. It's a back formation from burglar. Uh huh. The English say burgled. I've been burgled. Yeah. 
and the American it sounds like burble because well, I've, I've been burgled sounds sort of I don't know it sounds like burger and burble at the same time yeah that, that's why feeling. that's why I like it <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah I, I'm, I'm American I'm burglarized or I've been robbed. Yeah, I mean that's more likely, right? Somebody stole my laptop. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. Somebody broke in and stole my laptop. <laughs> yeah, get them. <laughs> or her. I know, you know, who are them? I don't care. I have a question now because this fascinated me. Because now I noticed Jenny said Zed. Ross, you go back and forth between Zed and Z since you're Canadian American and and at the same time. I say Z. Fletcher, you say Z, Of don't course, you? yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, I have to get used to it. Here in Spain, they say Zeta, which throws me a few oh, times. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, which I, mean, I still think Z, and I can't say Z anymore. So I was curious, why do we have Z and Z? Yeah. Because, I mean, and why, the thing that fascinated me is the U.S., we're like the, the, the outliers. We're the only people who say Z. Everybody else says Zed or Zeta. Yeah, what's that all about? Kath, do you know that? I don't know. Why do Americans say Z instead of Zed? Do you know? All I know is that the first time there was a Z as, as, as the correct, in quotes, pronunciation, it was in another spelling book, which is published in 1677. And, and after that, it kept on becoming more Z. And then we go back to Noah Webster, said it's Z in eighteen in the eighteen twenties and that was it. And then you had the alphabet song came out in eighteen thirty five and it was really Z then. I mean if you if you're gonna sing the <laughs> alphabet song, you can't have Z in there. It doesn't rhyme. <laughs> it's interesting. I was reading here on a in a thing, um they were saying that the US pronunciation probably came about by analogy with the letters B, C, D, G, and so on. And so it became standardized in American English. And Americans tend not to know the Z. I do have to say, in Canada, when I was at the library, there's a, a you know, with the um, categorying system, like PZ. I said PZ when I first came here. I was doing shelving for some people. And they all go, PZ? And they go, oh, PZ. And they kept translating my, you know, Zs to Z. So I finally just thought, I give up. I'm going to call it Z and leave Oof. it at that. You know, of all the things, I think that might take the most adjustment for me. <laughs> Saying yeah. Z instead of Z. Wow. Well, I remember when Ross first started changing over. Do you remember? Because at the beginning, Ross, you'd say it as a joke, and then it became, you know, you started saying it. But not yeah. as much to me. I got to say, I've heard when you talk to others, maybe, but to me, you still say Z usually. Okay, now we're going to move on now, Fletcher, to another uh, consonant switch. Department of Defense. How would you spell defense? Fletcher's going to go of, O-F. How would you spell defense? Oh, I know where you're going. Okay. D-E-F-E-N-S-E. Or D-E-F-E-N-C-E. Correct. Here's what word that I always have problems with. This is the one I want to throw on you now. Okay, we've done that one. We know that. Spell, okay, now you get stopped by a police officer and he says, hand me your license. And spell I have the same correctly. problem. I knew you were going to do that, Ross, because that's Okay, that would just drive me. I have problems <laughs> in English with that instinctively, let alone, I mean, American English, let alone British English. Yeah. Oh, okay, God. But he want, he's going to give you a ticket unless you spell license <laughs> correctly. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> oh, gosh. You, I can never remember this. Where... Where does the C go and where does the S go? And uh, is it is it L I C E N S E? That's English. That's English. American. So I at least got 
that right. That I don't always do that, so I feel pretty good about that. Um, the the I I can't imagine British though is L I C E N C E. That seems right. very good. Yeah. It, is. It. it is. It is. It, that seems weird. How, however, <laughs> in a, in UK English, you use the S if you're talking about it as a verb. You have a license with oh. a C, oh. but you can license someone to do something with that license, hmm. and then it's the S with the C. Hmm. That's kind of useful. Mm-hmm. My problem with the American spelling, I L I C E N S E, is I always want to stick an S in with the first C for some reason. I do too. I exactly too? get that. I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. I have exactly the same problem. Mm-hmm. I do the same it's thing. It's genetic, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I no, I, I do too. And sometimes I, I transpose this, the S and the C. Uh, yeah. I cannot keep that one straight. Mm-mm. No, I have real issues with that, I must say. So is this, this C and S thing, is, is this a similar issue where um, a lot of the words came from French and so that's why they have the C and then they got changed to S because that's what it sounds like? Um, the, let's, let's, let's take a quick look at license, the etymology of license. License comes from the Latin licentia. And then, actually, that's a toughie. I'm looking. Whoa, I picked the wrong one to do. Let's let's yeah, look. Thanks, up, let's, look up, <laughs> let's look up pretense instead. Okay, pretense. It comes from the uh, Anglo-French with the S. There we go. So, how would you spell it in British English? How would you spell pretense? Uh, I I guess C-E. E- yeah, in C. You should spell it with a with an S. Okay. So why does it have the C there? I'm I'm actually really confused. <laughs> oh, you're not asking us. You're asking. You're no, asking I think Fletcher has raised something really. I think Fletcher's raised something really interesting. We very confidently said, and we've certainly read this in numerous books, um, that the uh, preference was to um, by Johnson was to go for uh, pretense. Comes from the it comes from medieval Latin pretensia with an S. So therefore, I would have presumed Samuel Johnson would have said, we're going to do it with an S. So why is it? So why would um, Samuel Johnson have made it a C instead of an S? I have no idea, and I don't care. What a pretentious tweet he was. (laughs) Sorry. Well, okay, how about this? Um, What about about defense? Well, but in French, what is it? Is it défense, défense? That still has an S, doesn't it? Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm, these all have S's, don't they, Ross? You speak French. <laughs> I think we're going to have to do a little research and come back to that one. I never really thought of it until Fletcher asked us and humiliated and embarrassed us, but um, <laughs> I don't know it. No, I don't either. And the interesting thing to me is I'm like now clicking like a little maniac on my laptop that was stolen, that I was burgled. <laughs> <laughs> and um, no one is addressing this issue, I'd like to point out. <laughs> Everybody just says, oh, it's C in, in, in the UK, and it's S in the United States. Why is no one talking yeah. about this? No, I think Fletcher has really raised a very good question, and I want to know more about it. Aha, Anglo-Norman and Middle French, D-E-F-E-N-C-E, D-E-F-F-E-N-C-E, sometimes. Okay. Ah. But so it could be Anglo-Norman then. That's a, but then but then they also have it with an S, Anglo-Norman, D-E-F-E-N-S, D-E-F-F-E-N-S. But I think what we could do is make a make a nice generic statement. Languages sort of flow and evolve, and a lot of times there's an element of capriciousness in it. And my gut feeling is there was a capricious preference for the CE in England, and that's where it went. And mm-hmm. then when Noah Webster and you know, that, that crew, it looks better like with an S, so they kept it within it. They put an S in it. That's my gut feel. 
Interestingly enough, though, this is just a, a total taste thing because I'm looking at it now. I kind of like the sea visually, don't you? Oh, for some I do, some I don't. Pretense, I, I don't, oddly enough. License, I certainly prefer the S. Yes. How about defense? Defense, I like the C. I, I agree. But see, that's here we go again. That's sort of a capricious sort of thing. Right. And I have a feeling with language, we just began to like certain things or not. Okay, because we spell fence as in I painted the fence, F-E-N-C-E, right? Mm -hmm. Do you? I don't. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, you know, th this uh, um, sometimes happens to us here while we're doing the podcast. And I think it's a good illustration of just how messy all of this is. You know, we just went through all of this and we still don't have a great answer, except that maybe it is capriciousness. Uh, and even at that, we're not entirely sure. It's just uh, English especially is so dang messy. It is. Yeah, here's, I was going to read you one thing from uh, an etymological. Uh, Middle English defense, D-E-F-E-N-S, mm -hmm. was assimilated to defense, D-E-F-E-N-S-E, -E, but not mm -hmm. before it inspired the alternative spelling with the C, with the same tendency that produced hence, which used to be hennis, H-E-N-N-I-S, pence, which used to be pennies, P-E-N-I-E-S, and dunce, which used to be D-U-N-S. Webster made the S-E form standard in the U.S., but British, and uh, Olaf Fletcher just talking about capriciousness, has preferred defense with the C. So I, I think we're, I think we're we're basically saying there's no real answer except what Ledger just said. That's See, here's where though I actually am pro Noah Webster in the simple spelling school. I think it should be D E F E N S. I like I that, that better. I I, it's ugly. I don't, I don't well, like. Well, that's the Anglo Norman. That's how it started. I think that's better. I'm I'm going to do that. in fence F E N S. Well, good luck yeah. with the copy editor of that. <laughs> <laughs> They'll love me. They'll love me. <laughs> now we're going to go to one. I think that we're going to all agree as Americans that we prefer. You know what? Hold on one second. Spelling. Kathy, <laughs> if you want D-E-F-N-S, why do we need vowels at all? I mean, just. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just spell it D F N S. Defense. There. Good. Go. See, it's, like, it's like those I, old. I think ads. you might be onto something, Fletcher. <laughs> it's like those uh -oh. old ads. You guys remember that? If you can read this. Oh yeah, yeah, those yeah, ads? yeah. Oh right, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry, okay, Fletcher. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna give you one now that's really f interesting. Not interesting, but spell eon. In American English and British English. Ah, oh, see, this is this always causes me problems in crossword puzzles. Um, right, <laughs> e eon in American is e o n, and eon in in British English is a e o n. Correct. Okay, now we're going to give you a fun one. <laughs> Spell pediat. What this is what you have Ew. with your daughter. You're going to go to <laughs> the pediatrician. Ew. Okay. Um, p e d i a p d a t r i c i a n. Pediatrician. Um, and in in British, I I know that it's going to be P A E D. Is there yeah. is there anything else weird the about it? The rest is the same. No, you're fine. Okay, the rest is the same. <laughs> we'll give you a pass. That was good. I hate that. I can't abide. I, I have real issues with that. Yeah. Okay, now spell as. Okay, this is a this is a trick question. Spell aesthetic. Aesthetic. American and and British. Well, I. A E, you know, A E T H or A whatever, A E S. Yeah, you no, know, we, we know what you mean. Whatever, whatever. Anyway, it starts yeah. with it starts with A E, right? But is is there is there another aesthetic that starts with E? 
technically, the American aesthetic spelling is aesthetic, E-S, oh. without the A, which I... I can't. I don't like that. That's, it's, it's not aesthetically pleasing. It also it looks like <laughs> it looks like it would be a medical term or something. Yeah, I had to get an aesthetic inserted right, into yeah. my no. <laughs> ear, right? Inserted into your ear. But interestingly enough, Kathy and I looked up aesthetic with the American quote American spelling, and the British spelling, even in America, is preferred to the technically uh, American spelling. Yeah, yeah. Americans prefer A E S. Yeah. And we do, too. I, I find it fascinating, though, that because, OK, everything, eon, anemia, anesthesia, gynecologist, archaeologist, all those AEs, the British way, and then Americans like the simple, which I prefer. But I must say, aesthetic is the only one I cannot handle it without no. the A at the start front. I, I put the A in, too. Yeah. Just to throw one other thing out, you do realize the AE and the OE that the English Canadians are mixed. There's, I think, a natural, I mean, a, a gynecological organization, and they have the AE in it rather than hmm. the E. Mm -hmm. Archaeology, I think we pretty much, a lot of people have AE archaeology versus archaeology. I think you even see that but, in, a, in the U.S., yeah. Mm -hmm. A E. Yeah. You do sometimes. The one okay. I really don't like is okay, this is a really bad one. But <laughs> diarrhea in American English and British. <laughs> oh yeah. That has yeah, that's like the is that the O E? Yes. yes. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> Wait, spell it. Spell it out for me. Okay. The British spelling of diarrhea is D I A R R H O E A. Yeah. Yeah, that makes it seem even grosser somehow. Yeah. Diarrhea. Yeah, it, 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 it is. Oh, God. I'm just getting horrible images in my mind. <laughs> the one key thing it. to do, though, is to realize is the A-E and the O-E are, are from Latin and Greek. Mm -hmm. And they, they used to, at a long time ago, they kind of like were mushed together. I'm sure you guys have seen that in old books. Oh, yeah. They kind of, the A-E are kind of like stuck together and the O-E mm. are stuck together. Yeah. They got unstuck in spelling in England a while back, and they're pretty much always unstuck in, in American English as well, even when we use the British. But I don't like, I don't, Kat, that's, do that one. That's a good one. You just clicked on it. I just saw Yeah, it. like, because fetid, F-E-T-I-D in, in, in American English, uh -huh. and F-O-E-T-I-D in British English, and it makes oh. me want to go like, Footed, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, I wanted to speak like sort of like Chaucer or something. I want to like go back to my like Juan that I with the shooter sorte. Footed, the footed Ari. You know what I mean? <laughs> Do the British pronounce that feeded? No. The they O E selling is a uh sound, so it would be fetid the same way. Yeah. Fetus okay. though. How do the British pronounce fetus, though? Wait a minute. <laughs> Fletcher's asking all these difficult questions. <laughs> fetus pronounced... Fetus. It's fetus. I mean, trust your sister, Ross. Actually, United States, Canada, Australia, and the scientific community now spell fetus F-E-T-U-S. F-O-E-T-U-S is still commonly uh, UK and a few other Commonwealth countries. Hmm. Oh, can we do this one? Okay, Fletcher now. Spell... Okay. This is a trick question. <laughs> this is going to lead to another thing. Spell maneuver in both American English and British English. Oh, God. Maneuver. Right. M this uh, is a tough one, I think. Man maneuver, M-A-N-E-U-V-E-R. Is that right? I'm trying Correct. to get in my head. Okay. That's American. In, in, no, in, British English. In though. British, it's something like <laughs> M-A-N-O-E-U-V-R-E -E or something like that. Whoa! Wow. Yeah. Did I guess? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
Beautiful. So there's the O and there's the R-E. Yes. Which leads, Kathy was leading it to, the Brits use the R-E ending. Yeah. What about- Instead of the E-R ending. Do, do you do that? I, I know you do that on words, some words like center in in Canada. Do you... Canada is definitely R-E. Okay. It's definitely R-E. Everything in Canada is um, is R-E. We, it's definitely done here. I got to the point where I actually think it looks classier, like theater. Well, that's the thing. The you, you brought up an interesting word, theater, because people often um, use theater with the E-R here to mean like a movie theater. But when they're talking about uh, live theater, they, they use R-E. Right. That's true. And I wonder if it's that idea that one seems a little classier. I think, I think so. that has to have a lot to do with it. I, agree, I think definitely. so. It's I because I, the RE now I I spell everything with the ER. I'm I'm looking again in the Netherlands like meager to me looks very strange spelled RE mm -hmm. or leader or luster. They just look very bizarre. Leader, but leader like L E A D. E R no, no, no liter oh liter okay okay yes, okay, okay. <laughs> liter of gas it's not that bad right. but theater theater I, I it's kind of like we go back to uh, you know aesthetic theater R E I think look much nicer I think it looks like I'm I'm going to Broadway I'm going to a really great play I'm right going to mm -hmm. the theater but if if you, you saw know? if you saw somebody say that they were going to the movie theater and they spelled it R E you would think that was a little pretentious wouldn't you. Right. Yes. Yeah, because the movies are seen as more of a, I don't know, a vulgar activity. More hoi polloi, yeah. And incidentally, there's just one, just to go back to the original uh, Samuel Johnson, the R-E ending indicates, as you know, we know from French, that R-E ending comes basically from uh, French. Mm -hmm. And therefore, the English picked and Johnson liked it, and they, they do that spelling because initially it was French spelling. Yeah. I'm sorry. Now, Ross, I'm going to ask you a question because you know French, and, and this is out, totally off topic with an R-E ending. I love the goat cheese that is spelled C-H-E-V-R-E. I panic. I, I, it's one of those words I never know how to say. Do I go chevre or do I go chevre or do I go chevre? chevre? It, it would be, I, I mean, I'm terrible at pronunciation of everything, but it's chevre. chevre. The, uh, accent would be on the, uh, okay. the first E. Yeah, but how and do I say the, it? And the, the end of the No, I, how do I say it as an American? I think you can get away with Chev. Okay. Chev. I yeah. can just say Chev. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can't, so I'm having troubles finding it here anyway. So do you want to know an interesting thing, how language changes so much? You know where you know where the word came from? Latin caper, copper, which is go. Oh, I thought you meant copper as in the metal. Oh, no, C-A-P-E-R. It'd be copper oh. like that. Well, yeah, well, it's like C-A-B-R-A is, is goat in Spanish, yeah. so yeah. Okay, we're actually running a little low here, but let's finish with one thing before we get canceled. Fletcher, <laughs> oh, okay. how do you spell canceled? Uh, okay, so I personally really prefer two L's. Uh, C-A-N-C-E-L-L-E-D as opposed to I, the American, I think, C-A-N-C-E-L-E-D. Correct. Right. In fact, Good. I was not young when I learned that it was only supposed to have one L in American English. I think you're with most people. I, really? I, I, I guarantee, I think even though technically 1L is like a common American English spelling, everything I see is people spelling with two L's. Mm -hmm. Well, I think, the, I think the problem with that is the American is inconsistent. American spelling will correctly double the consonant when the stress is on the syllable attached to the suffix. And it won't do it. Like remit. Remit, you, you, the mit part is... Um, Stress, so therefore it'll be a double T. Cancel, 
the stresses on the first. So in oh. England and American English, it will only have one consonant doubled. I think I like the double consonant in all of them. Yeah. I, I agree with you guys. But that's like jewelry. The Brits double the L in jewelry and in counselor, but Americans don't. Or carburetor. I hate carburetor, although no one really uses carburetor. Actually, Fletcher, why don't you try this? Like car- you're not a, you're an old-fashioned car mechanic or you're fixing a... They have fuel injection now, which I think you can spell either way. <laughs> but um, let's do carburetor. You're working on a lawnmower. They still have carburetors. How do you spell carburetor in British English? That's really annoying. <laughs> oh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know how it... I don't know what would be different about it. Tell me. Two T's. What? C A R B U R T T O R. What? No. Carburetor. I hate that. Yes, that's pure insanity. And that's the story of English. This episode of You're Saying It Wrong has been produced by me, Fletcher Powell, help from Beth Golay and Luann Stevens in the studios of KMUW in Wichita, Kansas. You're Saying It Wrong is a worldwide affair. Kathy Petrus records from her home in Granada, Spain. Ross Petrus from his home in Toronto, Ontario in Canada. If you have a question for Kathy and Ross, you can tweet it at us. We're at YSIWpod. Email them at kandrpetrus at gmail.com or email me at powell at kmuw.org. And if you like what we're doing, leave us a rating or better yet, a review on your podcast platform of choice. Kathy and Ross's book, You're Saying It Wrong, was published by 10 Speed Press. You can find that and much of their other work pretty much anywhere you get books. We recommend your local independent bookstore. And, of course, Kathy and Ross are always up to something. You can check out their other work through their website, knrpetras.com. That's K-A-N-D-R-P-E-T-R-A-S dot com. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back in two weeks.